silent night. Welcome to St. James Lutheran Church, Chicago. I hope and pray that in the following message you will find hope and peace in what God has done for you in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to support his amazing mission going on right now in Chicago through St. James, please go to our website, stjames-lutheran.org, to find out more. Peace. We're going to have a Merry Christmas, aren't we? Who wants a Merry Christmas? Let's do it then. Or more importantly, let's have God do it for us. Favorite Christmas songs. Do you have any favorite Christmas songs? It doesn't have to be Christian. Usually when you have, ask kids there, they'll give me Frosty the Snowman, and I nicely say, okay, and try to lead them into a Christian one. But I love Frosty. A favorite of mine growing up as an 80s kid. When I used to say that, I felt young when I said that. Now I feel like an old person, but was, uh, <laughs> I know I've, I've gone off on this song before, but really it was a favorite. All my favorite musicians were in this big group that got together in England, not the cheesy U.S. one, but the English one of Live Aid. Do they know it's Christmas? And I love the song. I love Bono and Sting and uh, all the, everybody, fantastic. Beautiful tune. Again, far superior than, uh, what's the other one? Led Let's, what's the other, what was the 80s other? We are the world, yes, cheesy. Anyhow, <laughs> this one's far worse, though, if you listen to the words, okay? Uh, this, is a, this is some great lines here. But as a kid, the teenager, you're feeling it. And you're thinking, we're going to do some good. And this is kind of how you think as a, as a kid when it comes to doing good, and it's kind of funny. Well, there's a line. You might know this. You might have already read a lot of good criticism of it. The Christmas bells that ring there are the clanging chimes of doom, talking about uh, all of Africa, by the way. Well, tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. That's the gospel, right? Thank God I'm okay instead of them. Like, that's a, you know, but I think that's, a lot of people think like that, right? In fact, I would say this, I'll bet you cheer people up. Oh, you know, if, maybe yourself talking to somebody else. Well, I know, at least it's not as bad as that guy, or I know, pastor, I've heard this, like, I know, Pastor, it's not bad, but at least I'm not that guy. Like, that's, what does that mean? <laughs> I'm glad someone's doing worse than I am, is what that means. But that's American uh, sentimentality. Then he goes on, there won't be snow in all of Africa, apparently, this Christmas time. Not aware of what Africa is, I've, I've noticed. The greatest gift they'll get this year's life, as if that, that stinks. I mean, are you noticing the insanity? This definitely, it's like 10th grade thinking here, which is most of our pop culture. Where nothing ever grows, again, all of Africa, nothing ever grows. No rain nor rivers flow. Apparently, never heard of the Nile, anyhow. Do they know it's Christmas time at all? Lots of insanity. Apparently, doesn't know geology, geography, culture, etc., or I guess weather. But this line that really kind of strikes me that's funny, and I always say it to my friends that uh, live in Southern California, do you know it's Christmas time? Because it never snows there. So you think this is a silly song? I certainly, I hope you do, by the way. It's a judge of intelligence. <laughs> but as I'm thinking about this this week, and laughing at it, quite frankly getting annoyed because I feel like 
we acted with this sort of, this sort of brainless sentimentality, compassion, I realized I'm as silly as these songwriters when it comes to Christmas. There's no snow there. They must not know it's Christmas. I mean, it's ridiculous, right? You have to have snow for Christmas? The greatest gift they'll get this year's life. I realized that I actually apply, whoever wrote this, Bob Gildoff, I think, of the Boomtown Rats, another great band. I apply that to my Christmases. There's no snow. In fact, in fact snow, <laughs> that's probably why I love this song when I was in 10th grade. Because for me, doggone it, there better be snow when I wake up Sunday or Christmas morning. Anybody with me on that? It makes Christmas. There better be snow and on the ground, just like, you know, it's supposed to look like. And if there's not, I remember one time, there was a period of the 90s where there's a lot less snow, I grew up in Michigan, and uh, a lot less snow for a while until the two, late 2000s. And I just remember like, thinking, like, this is terrible. I mean, it felt awful. This is a Christmas, there's no snow. Like, and then there's other things, and my family can tell you I'm the worst when it comes to things that need to happen in order to have a good Christmas. Snow, uh, let's see, and recently I would say good shrimp. As I uh, looked in our, drawer, our refrigerator drawer today and I saw the shrimp, uh, we're gonna have some nice shrimp cocktail later on, and uh, Jason Hockman has spoiled me because we had a party not too long, uh, last week, and he just had the perfect good-sized shrimp and cocktail sauce, and I'm going to, I, oh, I didn't do this, by the way, but I was going to go to Julie and say, Julie, we, oh, no, I did do this. Where's the big, good shrimp? Anyhow, what, like, I need this in order to have Christmas. What do you have? I'll bet you have things. This has to happen. Whether it's snow, whether it's food, decorations, we, we, we decorate the Christmas tree on this day, we have this Christmas special playing when we do it. Anybody else have traditions like that? And when they don't happen, when there's no snow in Africa, Christmas is just kind of busted. Now there is one redeeming maybe thing about this song, and that's that verse there. The greatest gift they'll, gift they'll get this year is life. And maybe that's not a consolation prize, but maybe that is what it's all about. But they're just talking about your arteries and your heart pumping for 80-something years, maybe 90. Christmas is about life. It's about thriving and not just surviving. It's about living forever. It's about having peace and reconciliation with those, your enemies, let alone God in Jesus. It's about life with a capital L. You know, maybe we need certain things for our Christmas to go well. Shame on us. Because you don't need snow. And you don't need the right decoration. You don't need gigantic, voluptuous shrimp. You need the giver of life, Jesus. And guess what? He's not going anywhere. We got a lot more serious qualifications we would love to have for our Christmas. And it's not just snow and silliness like that, is it? Who is tired? of this pandemic. 
who was hoping that uh, by now it would be under control and better and we wouldn't be wearing masks or concerned or whatever or just talking about it all the time. Kind of ruined Christmas, hasn't it, as well? Does it feel like Christmas? Because I'll bet for many of you, like myself, family member, friend, whether it's a serious illness or not, but they're sick with COVID, so you're not going to see them. Disrupting everything. Flights are canceled because people are sick, right? It's craziness. Is that ruining your Christmas? It may be with supply chain, et cetera, you didn't get that gift. Maybe your job's not doing well. Maybe you're afraid of the future, the economy, and inflation, and all these things. It's kind of killing Christmas. Worse than not having snow. And these are real problems, aren't they? And I wonder if you're like me coming into this season. Doesn't feel like Christmas. Carefree and getting together with family. You're just not worried about things. Do you know, <laughs> this is actually how most of the world lives. This is actually how humanity actually exists. And quite frankly, I know it's a pandemic and it stinks, and Lord, bring an end to it. This is actually how everyone lives all the time because we are in a pandemic since you were born. <laughs> it's crazy how I slap myself sometimes. Oh my God. One year, two years of the pandemic, and yet my grandfather was five years in World War II with a truly evil person taking things over. Right? You know what I'm saying? And we're whining about a pandemic, and I'm not saying it's not serious for some. As if, God forbid, anything interrupt our Christmas or our life as Americans. Maybe, maybe, maybe as these past years in this past year and this past new variant strips away what you thought you needed for Christmas that you are that something's revealed to you today that life is not perfect that there is suffering and that you weren't going to live forever anyways and nothing is totally certain like you might have thought it was that was the illusion, actually. And maybe you'll realize today what the meaning of Christmas is. That Jesus didn't come to our cozy, perfect little world to fit in, but he only came because our world was in a pandemic of sin and hatred and anger and hurting one another, let alone death. And that's the reason why we have Christmas. And if you think your Christmas is not perfect today, and it's okay, by the way, to mourn, oh, I mourn. And it's okay to cry about it, because it does stink. It is messed with our lives. Lord, bring an end to this. And Lord, focus us on that center of Christmas that's not a once-a-year party but it is life in Jesus in a manger. Talk about not the perfect-looking Christmas. You think Mary imagined 
that the birth of the Savior, let alone her first child, would be laying in a feed trough. Talk about ruining a Christmas time, right? And yet there is Jesus. Comes right in there, no complaints. Quiet, calm Jesus. And that same Jesus was not just found in a place you would not expect him to be in the midst of a pandemic going on in Israel, in the midst of Herod trying to rule and kill to survive as a ruler, in the midst of all of our sin and death, Christ comes right into it. Because that's why he came. And he hung out with the worst and the starving and the hurting and the broken and healed the blind and forgave the sinner and sat down with the alone embraced the broken and the guilty and the ashamed. He gave them Christmas. He gave them Christmas. Where Jesus is, there is Christmas. And you don't need snow, and you don't need decorations, and you don't need anything but Jesus because he is life. And if you talk about something that could really ruin your day, there is Jesus on the cross. No snow, no friends. Dying. In the midst of our pandemic, for you and for me, not for good people. Christianity is not for good people but for sinners and for the very same people that threw things at him. And there Jesus was and without a word laid down his life for you and for me and three days later picked it up. And that's what we are celebrating today. Sins have been taken care of. Your past is gone. Death has been conquered. You will rise again. This pandemic will not stop you. It will not last forever. You will survive it. You will thrive through it. You will come out of it. You will even rise again from the dead. That's a gift that we have not just on this coming tomorrow with our beautiful perfect party, but it's a party and it's a Christmas that is every day. And sometimes we have to have stuff removed around us and it hurts, and our world's shaken to realize there's only one thing that we can be sure about, have confidence in, and quite frankly, gives us life, and that is the very center of Christmas, Christ. And that's a gift that will go nowhere. That's a gift that stays and remains, that nothing else can touch us, and it is yours for free. May that Merry Christmas fill your hearts today, but may you say Merry Christmas tomorrow. And Sunday, may you say Merry Christmas again. And Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, wake up and say Merry Christmas to someone because this Christmas lasts forever. In Jesus' name, amen.